0: The season is suspended so far, and there are many uncertainties during this time. One of those things is MLB baseball. There have been many reports surrounding a May return for baseball, but as we get closer to May, it's seeming to be more and more of an unlikely circumstance. At this point, the question is, when will everything come back to normal in the sports world? And more importantly, will there even be a 2020 MLB season?
1: Welcome to Off The Bat Baseball the podcast where we exclusively talk baseball and make it easier and more fun to understand. We appreciate everyone coming in to listen and encourage you to subscribe to our podcast so that you are notified when we upload new content. Also make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel called Off The Bat and our Instagram at off the bat Baseball.
0: But enough about all of that. Let's move on over to the topic of today's podcast and that will be surrounding the Los Angeles Dodgers. We're going to take a look at what position they were in coming into spring training and how the hiatus is likely to affect the Dodgers, especially if there is no baseball this season.
1: For this episode, we are delighted to have Clint and Brooke from Dodgers Nation join us on the show. How are you guys doing today?
2: Uh, We're we're surviving, man. We're hanging in there. This is Clint, by the way. The other other voice is Brooke. (laughs) Yeah, this is
1: Brooke uh, doing all
2: right. Missing baseball. Missing baseball.
0: So if that's about it, let's just get straight into our uh, questions. So uh, the first one, uh, L.A. is clearly a hotspot for baseball. Uh, The Angels starring Trout and Otani, Dodgers starring Bellinger, Kershaw, and tons more. Is there a reason that you both like the Dodgers?
2: Yeah, Brooke, go ahead and I'll let you uh, lead off on that.
3: Yeah, uh, actually, I I
0: grew up uh,
3: from a family of Angels fans. Um, I grew up a little bit closer to Orange County than I did to L.A., but uh, basically, the Angels were on paid television when I was a kid, and the Dodgers were not, so uh, <laughs> that's how I started watching the Dodgers, and once I started digging into their deep history, I mean, I fell in love with the team pretty quick, so ultimately, it started just because it
2: was free. I no that sounded like you're going into spite the family like the angels, so yeah, yeah. I became a Dodger fan now for me, it was just one of those things where well one i I like blue more than I like red, so that's an easy lead off, even though growing up the angels weren't red. they were California angels and went through a whole different assortment of ugly to super ugly uniforms but uh first game I ever went to was at Dodger Stadium, and I remember just just pulling up to the ballpark and you know it, it it's one of those things, like the whole, um, I, I wouldn't call it perfect storm because it's been overdone, but I, we're driving up to the ballpark. We're late because, you know, it's what we do in L.A. And, you know, the, the I think somebody just hit, uh, hit a home run. So the the crowd was going off, the music's going wild. And we're like, all right, this is cool. I'm into this.
1: All right. Uh... So So for the next question, um, it seemed like opening day was right around the corner uh, when the hiatus was unfortunately called by the league office. Uh, Obviously, it was the right decision to make uh, with the health aspect and everything. However, uh, Rob Manfred is pushing for a May return, it seems, and uh, it seems as though baseball has a chance to play out the full season. What do you guys feel about this May return mindset and the many restrictions and guidelines that would have to come into effect for this to possibly work out, including doubleheaders? players and staff being under lockdown and et cetera I'll, I'll kind
2: of lead off on that one or start off on that so i was in a, a unique situation there because i had just arrived uh, for my my second tour of duty there at spring training i was literally at the dodgers camp in arizona as we're reading rosenthal's tweets and Passons tweets and i was like hey boys i think this is about to get uh get shut down and we already kind of had that that gut feeling before even driving out. But we pulled an all-nighter, drove out to Arizona, cracking some brew doggies in the parking lot. And uh, and then baseball was canceled. So that was just um, a little bit of icing on the cake for uh, apparently, well, this cake that kind of doesn't go away. But, you know, that's one of the things uh, Brooke and I have been talking about, sort of ad nauseum on our podcast. Blue Heaven podcast, check it out. Uh, <laughs> that's where I hit the soundboard. It, it's, you know, the, the may thing it's wrong. It's not going to happen. I understand what baseball is trying to do. Um, it's one of the things that, you know, we just, we just spoke with a uh, former big leaguer, Jerry Harrison jr. This week. And, and that was kind of his, uh, his opposite thought of it is like, you know, baseball could be that sport or should be that sport in a way that could be the first one back because America sort of needs it. You know, he shared some thoughts on, uh, you know, what baseball meant back, uh, back on nine eleven, you know, just to, to Americans and to everybody. But right now, like if they're talking about the, the biodome and everybody playing in Arizona and, and double headers as much fun, you know, double header would be and all that. It, it's just, um, it might be too much and it might take away from the game too much. Yeah.
3: I, uh, Definitely agree. I think they were a little shooting for the stars a little bit when that report broke about the possible May return for at least players getting back into camps. Uh, it seems like most cities around the country aren't even opening back up until sometime in May, so I can't, I can't imagine mm-hmm. that they get baseball going that quick. I, logistically, it just seems like a reach, even even if you take everything else out of it, all aspects of it, if you just say logistically, you're like, wow, that's that's quite an undertaking to get baseball going in May there's a lot of things that need to happen and of course there's a lot of things that could be happening behind the scenes that none of us know about but um, I find it kind of hard to believe with everybody stuck at home and only essential workers allowed outside and things like that and um, I would of course love to see baseball back by May but uh, I think I think realistically July is probably the earliest date that we're looking at Um, and that's that's with you know all plans in place that they're considering I think july seems more realistic to me
2: but yeah yeah at best
1: right yeah definitely uh july seems like a more realistic date than uh than may so i just want to clarify one of the top suggestions that was brought from the league office and that was to bring over all the players into arizona to play in the multiple spring training fields there um and possibly some colleges too the players would also be staying in one hotel where they would not leave unless they were heading off to play a game the league has also noted that no fans would be attending these games if they do happen. It would only be players, coaches, staff, and essential media, including camera people filming the game. Obviously, there would be no interviews held between uh, reporters and players. Uh, so you, do you guys feel like it's fair for the players, or should they wait out until everything's certain uh, that there would be no risk in playing Major League Baseball games?
3: Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take that Go one, part. Um for, for me, you know, it feels like the general consensus amongst players is that they're pretty split on it. Um, some players are like, whatever, I you know, I want to get baseball started. And if I have to play isolated from everybody else, that's fine. But a lot of those guys are also like, but I also don't have a family, so I can't really speak for the other players. And you start asking the guys who have kids and, and are married and things like that. Those guys are like, you want me to be away from my family completely isolated for at least four months? Get out of here. No way. Like that's that's the last case like there's a lot that has to happen for me to consider that you know Clayton Kershaw the other day he he was talking about it and he was like I just had a kid he's 2 months he's 2 months old and you want me to miss the 4 months away from him like so I'm not going to see him till he's half a year old you know how much happens in between being born and 6 <laughs> months old he's like that's the you know your your kid changes your kid develops you you miss out on big things in their life so i think isolating players is one thing um, but keeping them away from their families is a whole other thing i think realistically something like that is going to have to happen to get baseball Mm -hmm. started but in terms of fairness to players i don't think it's fair and you know there's been arguments that like well they make millions of dollars a year like you know they can they can suck it up for a little bit it's like well they do make million dollars millions of dollars a year and that's why they can make that decision because they don't financially a lot of them don't have to be like oh if like I'm I'm broke like I lose all my money some of them are like hey made 30 million last year I was supposed to make 30 million this year but if I don't want to play and I don't want to be isolated from my family hey I don't have to
0: a, po- a popular baseball simulator for PC and Mac called OOTP out of the park baseball is being used by many sources most notably BaseballReference.com, to predict the outcome of games that were evidently postponed We used the software to generate a full uh, season simulation with injuries and trades turned off. We found the Dodgers were able to finish the season with 102 wins with the second highest record in the league behind the Braves with 103. Do you feel that this is an accurate prediction? And what do you both think about the ceiling for the Dodgers this season?
2: Well, one of the things we do like that, that out of the park baseball idea and baseball reference kind of running with that. And, and you know, there are some other sites, Dodger sites, even doing that sort of thing. Uh, we, we've taken it. I don't know if it's a step further or a step behind. But, you know, a, a Dodgers nation, we uh, we're running. Uh, actual like simulations of MLB the show and, and live streaming it to the audience. And, and it's, it's been, I don't don't know if if we want to assign the word hit to it yet, but people are enjoying it and they they appreciate it. You know, it's that's all you're trying to do right now is provide some form of entertainment to people Uh, on the idea of, of that number of wins. uh, I, Brooke, I think that's about the the area we were looking. I think I said what 101 win. that was my sort of prediction. For the year, yeah, we had the over/under yeah. on that. I think 102, and I took the under, and you took the over, if I'm not mistaken. So, okay. I mean, that's pretty accurate.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, I, 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 you know, we we had talked about it um, last season before they went on their long streak, and we were both on the under on yeah. uh, 100 wins last year. Obviously, <laughs> they went well over, but 102 wins that feels. Just about right. I think the only surprising thing about that is that the next highest team only uh-huh. had 103 wins, which, you know, might be right, might not. I don't know. But the Braves, Braves looking yeah, good real. apparently.
0: Yeah, I was on uh, your live stream for MLB the show yesterday. I uh, I agree. It's, uh, it's, of course, more entertaining than uh, OOTP because you actually see uh, the plays happening at like a three-dimensional angle. I do like that a lot. And so one more question about OOTP. In the simulation, the end of the season saw the Dodgers lose the World Series to the Chicago White Sox in six games. Do you think that would have been a possibility, considering the improvements the White Sox have made?
2: <laughs> well, the White Sox signed Yasmani Grandal, and Dodger fans know how he performs in the postseason. So, no, that ain't happening. Dodger's sweep. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, the, the but, but. record was uh 4 2. Like, of course, it's a simulation, so if a player has a uh, like a mental block from yeah, uh, yeah, hitting in the postseason, that that wouldn't be accounted for. In a- <laughs> they're <Right>. catching
2: yips, <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. So, uh, the next question so, right now, there's no foreseeable season because of all of the NLB changes. And in the 2020 offseason, the Dodgers made a blockbuster deal with the Boston Red Sox, giving, uh, getting Mookie Betts in a, in a trade um, for David Price, Alex Verdugo, uh, Dieter Jones, and Connor Wong. If the MLB uh, Players Association does not make a deal with the MLB, all of the players who are eligible for free agency in 2021 will be gone with a chance for Mookie Betts to leave the Dodgers without playing a single game for the franchise. What are your thoughts on how this could potentially play out? And what do you think would be a fair deal between the NLB Players Association and the league? Ooh. Yeah, that's uh, that's been a pretty
3: big concern of Dodger fans with this whole hiatus thing. Obviously, we'd love to get baseball started anyway, so that's its own thing. But uh, yeah, it's, it sounds like from what's been discussed that... Regardless of what happens this year, regardless of one game played, no games played, 162 games played, it doesn't matter. It's going to count as whatever your service time was from 2019 is going to carry over into 2020. And if that's the case, we just traded all those guys that you mentioned for two years of David Mm -hmm. Price, basically. Um, And so... That's been a concern of ours. Um, in terms of fairness, it's it's hard to gauge because we've never ran into something like this before. Um, you know, with the with the strikes in the past, there were still games being played. So you count those as service times. Um, so those, those are a little bit different with the players union. And now it's, you know, it's not a matter of, you know, we don't agree with the players union or we don't agree with the ownership or whatever it might be. It's a matter of we cannot physically play baseball games. So, you know, if I were looking at it, if I were a player, I'd be like, this should count as service time because I was ready to play and I was going to play. And if you're ownership, you're like, man, I would really not like this to count. But and I can also and see fans, it I should. think, so, have been the
2: same way with that, too. You know, we had the, the question or the yeah. narrative there for a week or two of like, you know, does Mookie Betts owe anything to the Dodgers? And honestly, no, he doesn't. He He's at a point. You know he's put in his time in his career, and this is his time to cash in. For you know all intents and purposes, this could be his only time to cash in. Uh, and you know you got to look at at the long term. You got to look at this for your family. And you know one year at at forty million isn't quite the same at, at ten years and you know four hundred or whatever it may be because homie's gonna get some bank this this off But you know it, it's really a a, a tough. Um, all of it is just it's tough, and there's so many question marks i think surrounding everything when it comes to the players and and uh you know the union and mlb and with we we talked about it uh, earlier this week you know the the upcoming cba that that collective bargaining agreement expiring there's now just an added wrinkle for dissension between all sides and you know the potential for yet another baseball stoppage so uh, in summary, this all sucks. Back to you in the studio.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's Mookie Betts. Um, it's it's his decision whether he wants to stay or leave. He could very well just stay on the Dodgers. They're in a good position to win, so um, I could see why he might actually just stay, and then uh, this wouldn't even mm. be a problem.
3: Yeah, you just got to hope the money's oh, yeah. there for him is I all. got yeah. five on it.
0: Uh <laughs> Okay, so uh, the Dodgers have built a legacy over the past few years, having one of the best rosters in the MLB while also maintaining top prospects, including Gavin Lux, Dustin May, Kaybert Ruiz, and many more. Do you think that some of these prospects are going to make, may not make their debut uh, as Dodgers with so many positions being filled by superstars superstars already?
2: Go for it, Brooke.
3: Yeah, I, uh, you know, I think uh, Gavin Lux is one of those guys that's kind of uh, different from the others, where he has a pretty pretty open position. The Dodgers haven't had a set second baseman in a long time. Um, it's been it's been a minute at least. <laughs> um, so Lux Lux, I think, will be a part of the roster. You know, if let's say the season started today by some miracle, Gavin Lux would be um, on the in the in the roster. He probably would be in the starting lineup, um, depending on who was pitching that day. Um Dustin may's one of those guys that should be in the starting rotation, but finds himself in the unfortunate position of being in a loaded uh pitching um uh, roster, and so he he was likely going to be backed up to triple a this year um I think he would have probably been called mm-hmm. up eventually this year and probably for the rest of the season, but it would have taken an injury or poor performance or something like that. I mean, you got Alex Wood that was supposed to anchor the back end <laughs> of the starting rotation and he's Always had some question marks behind him, depending on which season you get him in. You're either going to get an all-star or you're going to get a yeah. uh, bullpen piece, depending on which season yeah, it is. Um, so uh, he, he was close. Yeah,
0: Alex Wood, I know the Dodgers had him in 2018, and then they traded him to Cincinnati, yeah. I think. And they yeah. signed him back for $4 million, was it?
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. So he, he he was supposed to be, you know, apparently he had said <laughs> from the onset he was signed back as a starting pitcher which was news to everybody. Yeah, he, Dave Roberts I think. But, he uh, bullied his he way into that back.
2: rotation. You know, to kind of kind of piggyback on, on yeah. what what Brook is saying and and look at the, you know, the greater like like you talked about you know, the Dodgers legacy. Um as much, uh, you know, crap as fans have given Andrew Friedman over the years, the fact that this team could continue to win year in, year out, they, they've posted, you know, multiple hundred win seasons over the last, what, four or five years, something that I think only happened once, twice, three times before in the entire history of the franchise. The, the ability to make this thing a winner and still continue to build a top, you know, Five farm system and all of baseball and have these names have you know can't miss superstars like lux or or d may or something like that and even having somebody like caber ruiz who has kind of fallen off a little bit but is still uh, you know a quality he'd, he'd probably be a number one prospect in half of the organizations or something like that it, it's incredible and the dude doesn't get enough credit for it uh in the long run because unfortunately you know the dodgers haven't uh gone all the way in the world series and we're robbed by the astros and we hate them and we hope they burn
0: i love your merch collection i love the merch collection (laughs) uh the dodgers nation the website the houston astros uh major league Uh, uh, (laughs) cheers i looked at it just before the podcast i'm like god i want one
2: (laughs) yeah we just added (laughs) that one to the collection we're we're, uh we're pretty happy with that one
1: You also have to uh, you have to wonder, uh, with the prospects, uh, if uh, as we talked about with uh, Mookie Betts, is it could be a year of service time, like how long their contracts will end up being mm-hmm. um, during uh, the rest of their career, uh, like their contract on the Dodgers?
3: Yeah, yeah. So the, the, there's a lot of considerations to take. If you're talking about the hiatus, especially, like, you know, some of these guys that probably would have gotten service time mm-hmm. are now getting it taken away from them because they didn't have any service time in 2019 or, um, Gavin Lux had, you know, 30 something days of service time in 2019. Um, and so let's say the 2020 season gets canceled. Now he only mm-hmm. gets credit for 30 something days in 2020, which means he's another year away from free agency, which means he's another year away from his fat contract. And will be a year older. Earn, so, yeah. Really, it really messes with you, yeah. And he'll be a year older, so he'll be a little devalued. So it really, it, this thing really screws with a lot of people and, and a lot of money. It's, it's really unfortunate.
1: A lot of money. Yeah. So moving on to the next topic, uh, uh, Jackie Robinson Day was yesterday, and there were uh, huge tributes to him. Uh, in your opinion, um, which current baseball player do you think uh, made the best impact during Jackie Robinson Day in terms of the message that they sent?
2: Um. I don't know. I mean, that that's that's kind of tough. You know, I, I really did like of, of anything. I really did like that uh, that Nike ad that some of the Dodger players and a lot of the players were sharing about it. You know, when you're when you're talking about impact and anybody you know, trying to make some sort of impact, uh, you know, at, at any level near what Jackie has done uh, or was able to do uh, that, that's a that's a tough, uh, a tough wall to crawl up to kind of relate them in any way but it just it, it really at the end of the day it's just all of it really sucks that you know they couldn't the, the players couldn't play that's awful you know right. you couldn't the, the, the league couldn't properly honor the man in, in the way they've done so well and they keep getting better at each year and year in year out and that's ultimately the thing for me is not only we don't have baseball, you don't have a way to continue to honor the, the the legend, the legacy and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's tough pill to swallow.
3: Yeah. I, I, uh, Tim Anderson's um, his, his of the white Sox. his, his little tribute on his uh, Twitter and Instagram stuff was pretty cool. I think it's a, he talks about all the time how like Jackie's influenced his style of play. And uh, you know, he's always out there trying to be himself on the field and stuff like that. So it's always cool you know to to be a dodger fan and to see all you know for one day at least everybody's kind of a dodger fan on some level um and it's it's kind of cool to just kind of see that where where you know somebody who made so many sacrifices and was so strong during a time where it probably was difficult to be strong and to keep a level head um you know to see everything that he did for baseball and for the Mm -hmm. advancement of the world and people in general um it's, it's cool. It's it's a really cool part of a very mm. deep Dodgers history. So um, when, you, when you look at it, and you're like, wow, the Dodgers are full of so much history. They've been around for so long. It's like, yeah, but that, that one piece is like probably mm. the biggest piece in our history.
0: Obviously, we asked that question because uh, Robinson played his full career with the Brooklyn Dodgers. Uh, huge accomplishment uh, staying with one team. I don't know if other teams offered for him, but uh, Yeah. You know, yesterday, uh, it was kind of sad, but it's still a pretty big honor for everybody to be thinking about the same thing while being separated. And 73 uh, la-
2: question... seventy three years later, too. That That's the, the crazy part of it. Jackie would have been 101 this year, and 73 years later, the dude still gets a day like this. And, and really, it's not enough when, when you look at the greater picture of, of what he meant for humanity, if we're being honest.
3: Yeah, yeah so. you could
1: you could say this for mm-hmm. all sports that he he advanced uh pretty much in in every aspect. Um yeah, it was mm-hmm. it was a hu- huge deal.
0: Yeah, so uh my next question is uh it's pretty basic. Uh many teams see the Dodgers as one of the best teams uh maybe even of all time. But if there was one thing that could be improved upon, where, what do you think it would be?
2: <laughs> More World Series. <laughs> not playing against cheating <laughs> Astros uh, the bullpen I'm just gonna go with the bullpen throughout history the bullpen I think I'm good
3: <laughs> yeah I think I think uh, there, there's a couple of things throughout history that have been reoccurring themes um, playoff performance is obviously one of them um, ninth, 1980 Dodgers aside uh, it's been, it's been a history of really bad playoffs for us um, and so for me and Clint who haven't been alive, a that long to be able to see that many world series Uh, you know we've got to see the Dodgers underperform in the playoffs time and time again I mean if you look you know you look at the 2019 Dodgers you look at the 2018 Dodgers 2017 Dodgers are kind of an exception but those are teams that very well could have won the World Series very well could have gone seven games with the best team out there in the World Series and uh, you know obviously 2019 ended terribly for us it uh, early loss to the Nationals but yeah definitely playoff performance, definitely bullpen performance. I think those are two storylines that have been a part of my Dodger fandom since I was the first game I ever watched. Yeah,
2: and, and to get into like the idea of, of, you know, one thing being improved upon, it, it's, you know, of all time sort of thing. And that's at least, you know, that's how we're taking this this particular question. It's tough to say, you know, you really kind of look at it more of like what's, what's an era or what's something you'd like. You know, if you could remove it from history, what would you you sort of do? And I mean, there's so many different ways you can go with that that particular angle. Like, okay, don't trade Pedro Martinez. Boom, that's that's good. <laughs> there, there's one from there. Uh, not selling the team to Fox Sports or, or, or Fox Media Group. <laughs> not selling the team to the McCourt ownership. That kind of stuff. There, there's a lot of uh, you know weird black eyes there from that that you know early 2000s throughout like the entire 1990s, all that kind of stuff that went a little, uh, we'll say a little awry. <laughs> that, that, that's, uh, that's my uh, secondary opinion of that. Like, what would you take away from the history of the Dodgers? And apparently I'd take away a lot.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, thanks for, for the response. Uh, now, uh, lastly, for just a little fun question, um, I'm going to assume that you both, uh, since you live in L.A., uh, you've been to both Angel Stadium uh, and mm. Dodger Stadium. Yeah uh yep. so uh dodger which stadium. Uh, stadium do you like better and why <laughs> dodger stadium isn't <laughs> trying
2: it doesn't have this this stupid ass rock wall in the backyard you know <laughs> backyard outfield obviously you know it's it's not red so that's nice but it, i don't know what angel stadium is trying to be but dodger stadium is made it's built for baseball it's built for the fans And, you know, each year it continues to uh, improve, they, they add something, you know, this off season, they underwent a hundred million dollar renovation project that finally was completing one of the biggest needs for the stadium. And that was, you know, an actual front door to the ballpark. Instead, it was, you know, just some ugly cracked parking lot. Now, if it were open, at least, you know, it would be this, this, beautiful retelling of the Dodgers history. And at the same time, uh, uh, you know, just a beautiful, you know, eye, like the batter's eye is nice and all that, but a, a nice sight to add to the already perfect Dodger stadium. And, you know, it's not the ugly freeway you might see from Anaheim or rocks or a, or whatever the hell they have going on out there. Yeah. Just so
0: one <laughs> more question. Uh, obviously, we're talking yeah. about stadiums. What did you think? I'm sure you've heard about uh, Globe Life Field getting set on fire with the 1.2 billion dollar retractable roof system. Uh, what, what's your uh, what's your idea? What do you think? <laughs>
3: like what, what what do we think of the like, stadium?
0: What do you think of like such a huge plan and like uh, such dedication to get a nicer stadium? Uh, what's your yeah. opinion on like? uh how like crappy
2: it is. i don't think i think they shouldn't have let joey gallo hit <laughs> yeah, home runs on dirt there
3: <laughs> yeah i think i think if anything I'm, I'm happy that they uh realized that they shouldn't always be playing baseball outside <laughs> in texas during summer that's one it's one thing i'm glad they figured that out but uh
0: you know, it's it's always good for a
3: fan base. Whenever you get a new stadium like that, it's always really exciting. It doesn't necessarily guarantee that fans are going to show up to your games. Um, I think one consistent thing throughout history, is, and it's kind of like an unspoken thing in sports, not even just baseball, it's if you get a new stadium, you have to have some sort of superstar that comes with that stadium um to kind of mark the times and that's that's kind of always how it works you know the Rams are kind of doing the opposite of that right now they're letting everybody go right before yeah. they go into their new stadium in LA but uh the Rangers I mean who did they get they got Todd <laughs> Frazier and Corey Kluber uh, I mean I don't I don't know who else they picked up during the offseason I didn't pay that much attention to them but I'm they sure as heck didn't get an all-star you know I yeah, it sounds like they went after Rendon a little bit um sounds like they went after Garrett Cole a little bit but you know, I I think it's a lot of money to spend to not have a good team. Personally,
0: <laughs> they also they uh they signed Robinson Chirinos. Uh, oh well,
2: uh, well, now uh, come on, go. how that's, come that's uh, that simulation didn't put the Rangers in the World Series against the Dodgers? Then boom, Chirinos, baby. <laughs> it's no Travis Darnell <laughs> or anything, but.
1: <laughs> Anywho. <laughs>
0: Okay.
1: All right. So uh, thank you so much, uh, Clint and Brooke. We're so glad to have the opportunity to host you on our podcast, and we'd love to do this again. Sometimes. Yeah, some, appreciate sometime you guys having us
2: on. Uh, anybody looking to follow us, you know, we are Dodgers Nation on Twitter, official Dodgers Nation on Instagram. I'm personally real FRG. We do have a podcast, Blue Heaven Podcast. Check that out. We've been going for a very, 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 very long time. We're also tired. <laughs>
3: yeah i appreciate it guys it was was fun to be on i like how you guys run your podcast yeah go check
0: them out uh their content's pretty great uh to all our listeners out there make sure to subscribe to our podcast turn on notifications to see when we release new ones and uh check out our youtube channel uh and don't forget to follow us on instagram i hope you're all staying safe and have a great day